and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Morning, Grinders. Welcome back. It's the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. I'm your host, Joshua Giant. As always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. The Weekend Grind crew is here. Travis, how are you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, definitely excited to be back. Uh, and I'm just ready for football, man. Uh, but we got baseball still to attack. So, uh, But it's a fun weekend, right? We got baseball tomorrow and get ready for NFL. And then, uh, you know, it'll be a fun, uh, fun NFL weekend. Uh, how about you, Josh? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good day for me, man. You know, uh, definitely excited for football, as you said. But we do have a nice, healthy baseball slate, and that's what Travis and I will be here uh, covering for you guys. Uh, you know, as we mentioned last week, it's just going to be one weekend grind from now on until NBA season. So, hope you guys enjoy and enjoy your football Sundays. Uh, we're still here on Twitter for you guys if you have any questions or comments. But before we hop into all that, we have a guest on the show, a guest that you guys are familiar with. We've had him here before. We have probably my last login, PML. How you doing today, man? Oh, that were I thought you weren't gonna say hello. No, no, no. I'm saying hi. I'm here. I'm here. What's going on, man? Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. Doing fine. Doing fine. Ready for the weekend grind? It's about time. Let's put it on the corner. Turn around. Put it straight on the dime. All right. Well. Um... In hopes that it doesn't do the whole podcast that way, let's go ahead and plug our Twitters. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. PML, spell out your uh, your handle here, please. Yeah, it's always super confusing, but it's just P R B L M Y L A S T L O G I N P R B L my last login. There it is. Yeah, go ahead. Give him a follow. He's definitely an interesting follow. I could say that for sure. Uh, always entertaining <laughs> or always entertaining to, to read your tweets and uh, your takes on things. Uh, one thing I can say about you is that uh, you know, not only is it entertaining, you definitely dive a, a lot deeper into uh, the analysis for certain things than other people do. I, I definitely appreciate reading the tweets when you do things like that. You were just talking to me about Luke Weaver throwing balls from uh, from the ground up, which yeah. is a very interesting take. Things like that. Pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, things like that definitely. One seamer, he throws a he throws a one seamer. Yeah, yeah, things like that. I mean, that's that's kind of you know the kind of stuff that most people don't dive that deep into. So it's really cool to to hear about things like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Saturday here, so we're gonna cover the baseball slate. We have a nice, healthy ten game slate locking at seven o five p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we're gonna cover these games. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll just hop into the analysis. Travis, you ready to go? Yep, ready when you guys are. PML, you ready to go? Yeah, I was ready like two hours ago. What the hell, Travis? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all know that's not true. But anyway, (laughs) um, 
Johnny come lately over here, but yeah, we'll hop we'll hop into the analysis. We got a like I said, we got a nice healthy ten game slate. We're gonna cover the pitching first, which we always cover, and uh, you know it's we gotta just address the the biggest play here when it comes to this position. Top pitching option on the slate, top price option on the slate. Chris Tail, twelve point. 9k is the price tag he's at home going against the tampa bay rays now on paper this seems like such a great matchup uh you know he's going against a team that strikes out a ton has an incredibly high uh strikeout rate this season um you know 37.1 percent strikeout rate to righties 29.7 to lefties uh his sierra 1.4 against righties 2.3 against lefties like everything looks very good here his ground ball rates have been great he's really been pitching for strikeouts and um that's something that is uh has definitely boosted his strikeout numbers this season and uh you know we don't have to sell you on chris sale but yeah tampa bay 23.1 percent strikeout rate and the thing about this tampa bay lineup is there's lots of there's lots of lefties in here too so i feel like i feel like that just gives him an extra an extra boost. Now, the reverse splits are a bit intriguing, but the sample size is massively uh, massively lopsided here. 638 plate appearances against righties this season, only 111 against lefties. So uh, I think that uh, he can still hold his own. And 29.7% strike rate against lefties, still pretty solid. But, you know, you got to pay the price tag if you want sales. So, Travis, what do you think? You're paying up for sale in this slate? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it just makes sense, right? He's the cash game guy. He's also the high ter- highest tournament upside guy. Like he, he's he's the guy, man. I definitely want to load up on Chris Sale on this slate. Uh, just it makes sense to play him. Uh, I get there's other plays that you can consider in tournaments, uh, but I think for me, like I'm just gonna go Sale and I'm gonna move on. Uh, what about you, PML? Yeah, I mean, he's a great play. I think lots of people question the, you know. Uh, you heard some stuff like blah, 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 regression, something, something like reverse splits. What's the deal with that? Well, it just turns out that, you know, Chris Sale, unlike a lot of other pitchers, he has, you know, an immaculate um, slider, it's a fantastic slider, and he can throw it to lefties and righties. And he can throw it back door and he can throw it back foot, which is very rare for a left-hander. Most of them just throw it back door and he can throw it equally as good uh, back foot, so it just makes him have a higher upside against righties. Um, but against lefties, just the same. And this lineup strikes out all as much as anybody else, if not more. I'm definitely in on Chris Sale. All right, yeah. So I think we're all in agreement. You know, we all agree here that Chris Sale is the top pitching option on the slate. But there's definitely other options we have. Uh, we could look at here. And if you're playing on a site like DraftKings where you have to roster two pitchers, we got to look at some other options. Another guy we should look at here is Alex Wood. Alex Wood, 27.5% strikeout rate against righties this season, 20.9% against lefties. He gets a matchup with Colorado, who we know uh, struggle a bit on the road. And uh, Vegas agrees with that. The implied run total for the Colorado Rockies in this game, just 3.13. Minus 220 on the money line for the Dodgers. Super heavy favorite here. Alex Wood. 8.7k is the price tag on DraftKings, so uh, not not an uncomfortable price tag here for for an SP2. Plus, he gets to the matchup at home, uh, which is primarily a pitcher's park. Uh, so, for the most part, so there's there's definitely definitely a good amount of uh, upside here for Alex Wood in this matchup as far as the strikeouts go, and he does get a nice park boost too, pitching at home. PML, what do you think about Alex Wood on the slate? Yeah, I think he's dangerous. Um... As, as much as about two weeks ago, I was doing some pretty extensive searching on him, looking at his release points and his velocity, his perceived velocity and stuff like that. 
and I noticed that his actual velocity had dipped. Velocity had gone back up to regular, and that kind of concerned me because it kind of looked like he was starting to force pitches, meaning like he was maybe releasing um, things down lower, like he was lowering his arm, arm spot, like he was trying to force pitches to try and throw them harder. It hasn't been the same, right? Um, it's almost like they combined last year's Alex Wood and this year's Alex Wood, where he has the high strikeout upside and he's the ground ball guy. Now it's almost like he can strike out guys, but also give up hard hit. Um, so I really don't, I don't really don't know what to say because you look at his season long numbers and it probably says that this is an absolute smash spot. This is a spot where he should dominate, but recently kind of makes me a little bit concerned, especially if he's priced highly. Oh, yeah, Pima, I kind of agree with what you're saying because uh, I, I forget what tweet I saw, but I saw this like back in August and it was when he lost the velocity and then he gained it back and he basically said like, you know, oh, I found a way, I found a way to get the velocity back and he did right. get the velocity back, right? And uh, it makes sense that, you know, he's basically found a way to force it there. He doesn't want to lose that velocity, so he's forcing that. So it makes a ton of sense. Right. I'm going to stay away. Like I get the Vegas totals probably going to draw people to it, right? They're going to three, three, they're going to see 3.09 uh, on the rotor grinders lineup page. And they're going to be like, Oh man, that's a nice total. You know, Rockies are struggle on the road. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I get wanting to play Alex Wood here and I get the price tag is enticing. I think it's something that if you want to get exposure to in tournaments, you can, but I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pass on him instead just because I'm already paying for sale. So I feel like it's hard to also pay for wood and uh, I'm just going to kind of look, look for maybe a cheaper option or something like that. I don't know. I just think it's a spot where I'm going to stay away from wood, but I, I get it right. It's going to be a conversation. I think on the slate, like for instance, in cash games, I think like on DraftKings, going sale and wood is going to be something that people really talk about doing. I know it's not going to be the easiest thing to do, but I think it's going to be a conversation that people are having. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, speaking of that, there's going to be other options that we could look at. Another option we could look at on this slate is going to be Zach Godley. Now, uh, Vegas has Diamondbacks minus 183 on the money line. Pretty heavy favorite. Implied run total for the Padres, who he's facing 3.97. Now, the Padres, uh, you know, they're a team that you know, they strike out, you know, 20.9% strikeout rate. Their righty strikeout around the 24% mark. Now, Godley, ground ball stuff has been great. 62% against lefties, which is uh, very solid, and only a 15% fly ball rate against lefties. Again, another solid number there. Um, you know, the thing is, Godley's been kind of inconsistent, so he's kind of hard to trust. But uh, his price and his price tag is is not cheap. Nine K on DraftKings here, so um, and on FanDuel uh, they have Godley. Uh, yeah, he's priced up over here too. Nine point two K. So you're not getting Godley for cheap, but it it is a pretty good matchup for him here. So what do you what do you think about uh, about Godley here, Travis? Yeah, so uh, Zach Godley, I get it right. It's a matchup where he's streaming against the Padres. It makes sense. Uh, on FanDuel, like I'm probably just playing sales, so for 9200 I'm probably not doing it. It's a good conversation, right, between Woody Godley, who do you end up going uh, at that range? I also think Jess Samarja is in the conversation, too, against the White Sox. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't want to lean on Godley here. I get it. Um, he's, he's He's been good. He's been reliable, but I don't know. I just feel like if I'm paying up for Chris Sale, it's going to be really hard to build a roster that I would like with any of these guys like in this price range with him. So, I don't know. It seems like it's going to be Way to build my roster, and it's going to be just something I decided to do. Is I'm just going to I'm going to spend down instead. All right, PML, what do you think about Godly here? (laughs) 
bow, bow before your godly. Zach Godly. Um, always, always an intriguing play, especially um, if he's coming off uh, a large amount of rest because I feel like um, kind of in the recent weeks, he had been a little bit more fatigued and he struggled in some of his matchups recently. And it was probably a coincidence just based on the rest here against um, a large amount of righties. I feel like he's actually been a little bit better at home, probably, despite the fact that it's uh, a hitting environment. Um, and he's also faced these guys, so he probably has some BVP numbers just to say that maybe he's good. And I like him. I like him a lot. I like that curveball. If you have not, if you don't watch baseball, if you just play fantasy and you don't watch baseball, watch this game and and watch Zach Godley's curveball because, um. That will blow your mind. Yeah, he does have a nasty curveball, that's for sure. Um, I think that that definitely attributes to a lot of the ground ball stuff. He gets the rotation that spin, such a tight spin he gets on his curveball. And um, but yeah, it, like Travis said, it is tough to pay this price tag though. So um, you know, there's a lot of other guys we could pay up for. Another guy that's that's in a good spot here that uh, we could pay up for would be Carmar, right? So we have Carlos Martinez here at home going against the the. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, this Pirates team they just don't strike out a ton, but the upside's there. We saw Weaver rack up some strikeouts uh, last night, and you know that 16.8% strikeout rate in the season. It's, it seems to be uh, it seems to be trending upwards a little bit in the last uh, few matchups, and uh, so I, I think Carmar Carmar is definitely in the conversation here. The Vegas total too, the implied runs for this Pirates offense 3.25, one of the lowest on the slate. Uh, but Carmar, again, not a cheap option. 11.3K on DraftKings, on FanDuel, his second most expensive pitcher at 9.6, right behind Sale. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. How do we handle the Carmar situation here, PML? Martinez! And he just faced the Pirates on August 18th, very recently, and went seven innings pitched in Pittsburgh. Six, seven innings pitched. Um... Four strikeouts, three hundred runs, two home runs, um, and that was when uh, man he was getting really sloppy with his specifically his changeup command. It was crazy. I was pulling up graphs and stuff of his changeup command and a little bit of his two seam command, and he was leaking really hard into the into the middle of the strike zone, like it was really bad. It was really bad, and it seems like maybe lately. Either he's getting a little bit better control um, on his pitches or he's just forcing it more out of the zone, which either or, like I'm okay as long as guys are swinging. So with Pittsburgh, even though they were a little bit more patient, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. We saw Luke, Luke Weaver today with just, you know, guy that I'm very high on. Um, you know, he did really well. And if that would have been Carlos Martinez in his spot, probably would have had carte blanche to go you know another one or two innings even so i mean what what more can you say other than yeah so i mean i guess yeah um 
Yeah, I love that. Martinez over sale. Yeah, probably not. I, I love that, man. I, every time I roster sale, I, I literally just play that AWOL Nation song and blast it in my I headphones as I'm watching the game. That in, uh, was it Fired Fired Up? or Man, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it just I mean, it gets me fired up, so I listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so funny. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I agree with you guys. I think we have to go sale over Karma. In tournaments, it probably makes sense to pivot just if you want to – Save some salary cap, and you feel like it gives you a little bit of a, you know, um, a little bit of a, a differential from from the rest of the field because sales probably going to be higher owned than Carmar. Um, you didn't win money, haha! <laughs> you suck. Oh, what is Siege doing here? Get him out of here. Anyway, um, get out of here, Siege. <laughs> CJ. Uh, yeah, I mean that's my buddy. Let me just make that clear. What's up, Siege? But um, but yeah, uh, there's there's also. Uh, the last guy I'll have interest in here is Shark. Going against the White Sox, uh, you know, 9.4K price tag on DraftKings. Gets a good matchup against the White Sox. They strike out a ton. Not in love with the ballpark. It is a hitter's park, so um, that's definitely something to be concerned with. But uh, overall, I think the matchup is solid. 25.5% strikeout rate for this Chicago White Sox team. So that goes well with uh, with Shark's uh, solid strikeout rates this season. Um I just I, I think that Shark might be a guy I could really look at if I'm looking to get some major salary cap uh, savings off of sale and I want to get a guy with some strikeout upside and a good matchup. Shark's probably the guy. 21.8% strikeout rate against righties, 26.5 against lefties, and uh, like I said, the 25.4% strikeout rate for uh, the White Sox is just it's huge. So this is a spot where Shark could come in and show some upside. He's a guy I'm going to have interest in. Um, what do you think about about uh, Shark here, Travis? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm always a big fan of Shark, uh, and it's a it's a Shark revenge game, Josh. So uh, you know, if you're if you're a fan of Narrative Street, you got that playing for you too. But yeah, I'm definitely a uh, Jeff Jeff Samarja fan. I think this is a good spot for him. I like how he has a low walk rate. Gets a you know Chicago White Sox lineup that's not that great, and you know it's the weekend, right? We never know. Like lineups are always like different and wonky. Uh, maybe we get no Jose Abreu. That's always good for him too. This is just a good spot for him. So I like him, but again, I'm having an issue. All right. If I'm playing sale, it seems like it's difficult for me to get these uh, expensive pitchers, at least when I'm doing a tournament uh, in cash games. I think that's what you're going to have to do. I think you're just going to have to pay up and kind of, you know, move on uh, in, in tournaments though. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which pitcher I'm going to pay down for. And that's going to be kind of one of the issues I'm going to end up having, I think, uh, but it's going to be an interesting slate. I think all around it's, these, there's a lot of top tier pitchers to like, and uh, you know another one we saw not mentioned is uh, Jose Barrios. What's your guys' take on that? Uh, PML, do you have any uh, opinions on Jose Barrios in a matchup against Kansas City? I know they don't strike out a ton, but do you have any interest? Did I not get to give a, an opinion on uh, on Shark? Yeah, I want to. I want to hear. I want to uh, hear. He, well, he, talk about Shark. Come on, Travis. You can talk. You can talk about the Shark too. That's fine. Like. Do yeah, yeah, jump right in, man. Uh, and I love the uh, I love the Jaws reference coming up here. I mean, if, do you do it if I don't, if I don't get a reference? Then maybe. What's that? You guys hear that? What's that? That's that's the music sting of the movie Jaws. Oh, it's coming on you quick. Um, right, so this is this is my sound effect that I have for revenge games. Right, he was he was a pitcher for the White Sox, and 
there is literally is no predicting him. I've done so much, so much analysis on everything from who's catching him, Buster Posey, to um, Hunley. And you know what? When when Posey's catching him, he's been better. But guess what? Um, Hunley has caught very good games for Shark. So it's very difficult. I'm just going to side on the fact that um, he's uh, a super athlete and he can definitely turn it up a notch in this matchup, especially in, right, at, um, what's what's the park name? U.S. Discount, uh, Discount Double Check, Verizon Cellular, Cell Phone Ballpark. What, what's the name? What's the name of the park? You, uh, is it the U.S. Cellular? I forget. I don't know. I, don't remember no, I mean, they haven't, no, I don't think it is. I think it's a new name. Um, Whatever it is, it's it's something cheap cell phone company is what it is now. Um, used to be, I think it used to be U.S. Cellular or something like that. Um, he's definitely, there are very few pitchers where, you know, I always tweet out revenge narratives and I usually don't care um, because there are very few players that really can uh, opportunize, take an opportunity on a revenge matchup. Jeff Samarja is one of the few that actually can and will, you know, pitch 120 pitches at top end velocity, specifically in a revenge matchup, and won't care if it blows his arm out. So, all right. At, you know, so it sounds like you like him of, then. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of interest. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Travis, you mentioned um, Barrios here. Now, one thing to talk to mention about Barrios. Is his price difference here between the two sites? Like DraftKings has him at ten point five. Have him, you know, they have him priced at, at uh, an elite price tag here. And uh, if you go over to FanDuel, they got him a little bit cheaper. You could get Barrios over there for eight point seven. So to answer your question, Travis, about Barrios, I have no interest in him on DraftKings at that price tag. But on FanDuel, maybe in a tournament or two, I might fire him up. I don't love the matchup against the against the Royals, who have been hitting the ball well lately. But if I was going to play him, it would be on FanDuel. Uh, how do you feel about Barrios, Travis? Uh, yeah, I, I just think there's too many like pitchers here that I'd rather play instead. Like that's the thing. I'm not. I'd rather not go to Barrios. I just rather rather play Carlos Martinez. Find the money for him. Um, it's just uh, the the Royals just really don't strike out a ton. That's been one of the kind of kind of the issues with them. So I'm just gonna pass on that. I don't think you need to play them here. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the approach I'm just gonna take because I just think Barrios is a little priced up for me. And I was just curious if anyone else had interest instead. Uh, I get it, right? He's a you know young, talented pitcher and all, but uh, the Royals are definitely just not a team that I'm trying to uh, that I'm really trying to pick on uh, nowadays. All right, PML, what do you think about uh, Barrios here? Yeah, so I actually did share this with, uh, man, it was uh, maybe two starts ago with um, with the subscribers on the whatever, uh, the Tournament Tactics, Tournament Tactics page on the Roto-Grinders Marketplace. Um, yeah, I went through in a painstakingly long uh, deep dive on Barrios to figure out what the hell happened because he looked like an ace early on, you know, and then he was getting beat up. And it turned out that it was just, it was, it was super simple. It was just, um, he was, he, you know, he throws a pretty aggressive two sing fastball and he kind of lost the feel for it. And he was leaking too much inside, um, to left-handed batters. 
and then he fixed it, right? He started getting back out to the outside. So it's it's hard to say because um, Travis is right. The Royals have fixed their early season problems. They are striking out less. They're swinging out of the zone less. But when Barrios is on, and he, and he has been for most of the season outside of that little bit of outlier um, in the last maybe two or three weeks ago, um, he can do some aggressive damage. So, again, cheap, right? We've like Just like Travis said, you can pick him up cheap on the site, go ahead and play him. But if he's more of the upper tier price tag, I think we're going to venture out to a better option on the upper or lower tier. All right. All right. Very good. So for me, guys, that's about as deep as my pitching interest goes on the slate. I don't think this is a slate where we have, we're presented with any kind of uh, solid cheap value at the pitching position. So I'm just going to, I'm going to call it for myself there, a pitcher. Uh, but if there's any other guys that you might be interested in, uh, now's your chance to share that. So Travis, are there any cheap guys that you're interested in that we haven't mentioned? All right, so I'm not waving the white towel yet, man. Uh, I got some, uh, I got some interest in, uh, in a few. Uh, so I think Chad Cool is is interesting. Uh, I, I we so we we like the roster Chad Cool in lineups that are right-handed heavy. If the Cardinals go right-handed heavy, uh, I don't hate it, right? And uh, if you're on Team BVP, you know these guys see each other a lot. They've seen each other a lot this year. You know Chad Cool, he's got a. Uh, he's, uh, what is it? 269 average, uh, slugging percentage, uh, 423, uh, you know, they're 21 for 78 all around, uh, you know, depending on what the lineup is. And if they go pretty right-handed heavy, like I could see myself having some interest in, uh, Chad cool here. I, I don't know what they'll, what they'll do. Right. We got to kind of wait and see what Mike Matheny will do. And that's something, you know, we never know what he's going to do on a, on a daily basis. So if there's a pretty right-handed heavy lineup, I don't mind, uh, you know, while other people on Carlos Martinez in tournaments, just leveraging with Chad cool. I don't hate that. Uh, and then I think we should talk about, uh, Homer Bailey and uh, Rafael Montero. Uh, the Rotor Garden is not a page as Chris Flexen, but they're, switched, they're they're changing his start. And I'm wondering if people look at the Montero start against the Reds. I'm pretty sure that's the day he went off. Uh, yeah, he had a 34.6 against the Reds. He threw, uh, you know, basically threw a, I think it was, I don't know, it was like a two hitter or three. He was, he was going off. But either way, 34.6 fantasy points is a lot. I'm wondering if people just see that for 7,400 and say, hey, I want to play Rafael Montero. He did it against the Reds in Cincinnati. Why can't he do it in New York, right? Uh, and I think even Homer Bailey is someone to consider. Uh, I don't love Homer Bailey, but it's the Mets lineup. I know the Mets lineup isn't hitting the ball better, but you know if we're looking for cheap like starting pitchers here. Uh, and if we want to play sale and kind of co- consolidate the salaries, right? Uh, like I think you would easily do like a Samarja and a Wood or like Samarja Gali. Like you could do that kind of thing on this slate. But uh, I think going like a guy like. Chris Sale, you're kind of forced, if you want to get the right stack in with it, you're forced to look at some of these cheaper options. So I don't know, maybe I'm trying to make something out of nothing, but uh, those are some of the guys I think you have to kind of uh, have a conversation about personally. One last thing I'm going to mention, uh, PML, do you have a birthday narrative soundboard thing over there? Because it is one of the starting pitchers' birthdays on this slate. Yeah. Um, is uh, I'm just going to randomly click a button. If it's his birthday, then you got to play him. Whose birthday is it's it? It's Edwin Jackson's birthday. So happy birthday, Edwin Jackson! Oh, streaming, yeah. streaming against, uh, streaming against the uh, Phillies is something that we like to do, right? I'm not saying I'm playing Edwin Jackson tomorrow. Let's just keep that in mind. But I like mentioning the narratives. Uh, they're they're fun thing in DFS, and he's kind of priced up. But it's like one of those things. Like we do stream against the Phillies. And we, the Phillies just blew up Max Scherzer, so I'm sure everyone is staying far away from Edwin Jackson. But hey, I just wanted to mention it's his birthday tomorrow. So uh, as long as I have the right Edwin Jackson here on my page, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Edwin Jackson. 
Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's always something to keep an eye on is, is uh, those, those special narratives. Uh, PML, are there any other uh, pitchers that we haven't mentioned other than the top guys that you'd have interest in? Yeah, I was trying to guess. I was trying to guess Brad Peacock because that was like the only guy that I saw on the slate that had like like was a strikeout guy. Um, <laughs> was not Brad Peacock. Um, do like Brad Peacock though against uh, against the Athletics. Yeah, um, he's. I don't think that he's on the. I, mean, not, I don't see him on DraftKings for some reason. He's not. Right a, now. He's not. A, he's not on the main slate. Um, that's why. He's they've not, been yeah. They've been because of that incident that they had where they had to cancel. Um, a makeup game or whatever on like a late slate, they have been avoiding it. Does does Fanduel have that game on the slate? Um, I don't see it, so yeah, it's definitely odd. Yep, nope, it's not there either. Oh, okay, um, Chad Cool, right? A little bit, um, right? The the quote unquote target target lefties against him narrative has actually kind of become a little bit of a fallacy because. He threw in a curveball late in the season and started mixing up his pitches and doing a whole lot of stuff. You actually look at his stats for the whole season. Uh, if you go by expected Woba, which goes by the launch angle and launch, um, the sorry, the launch angle and the uh, exit velocity on the pitches that he's thrown. According to that, he's actually had damn near no splits, right? Against lefties, a 330x Woba. Against righties, a 315x Woba. Right? The addition of the curveball has mixed up the fact that he throws just a garbage changeup and can hide some of his other pitches to um, the lefties. So, not quite the automatic gas can that we've seen against lefties. So, I have not minded taking him against a team, especially like the Cardinals, right? They're going to roll out a couple, like, very few lefties, right? Carpenter, we expect. We might see a great Garcia and a Dexter Fowler. Like, that might be it. And not big, big power guys. Don't scare me. So, yeah, Chad Cool definitely will be considering him. One guy that you did, you guys did not mention is Jacob Junis, um, the world's greatest slider. Right, this kid is throwing just phenomenal stuff, and it's all centered around this slider that he throws a lot of the time to righties, 40% of the time against lefties. He's ratcheting it up about 30% of the time, I think, and just massive swing, swinging strike percentage. He's a total GPP play because, um, he's really reliant on that one pitch, his other pitches not going to cut it. So it's got to be the slider that, that cuts him down. And if that doesn't work, you know, he's, he's dead in the water. Um, other than that, man, against this Mets that have been rolling out these really trash lineups, Homer Bailey actually does throw good stuff. You know, they've been extra attentive because of his continual interest. Yeah. His continual in injuries, right? the last five years, but if he's dealing, if he looks okay, they'll let him go long. He can, I mean, he throws a very good changeup. The problem is that his slider, he just hangs the slider every once in a while. So the righties get him. And I don't think Travis Darno is even going to catch tomorrow, right? It'll be uh, Plawecki or whoever 
So he might actually get a ton of lefties and secretly that will benefit him because he doesn't hang the changeup. He just hangs the slider. All right. So anyone else that you want to mention here? Or you think that uh, you mentioned everyone you want to talk about? No, I'm all set on pitching. Yeah. How about you, PML? Yeah, I mean, Andrew Alberts continues to uh, infuriate me, but I'm not not going to expect him to do well. He's just going to piss me off, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that, we covered pitching. Um, let's move on now to the to the bats. We're going to give breakdowns position by position. We'll start off with the catcher position. Travis, who are you looking at a catcher? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I never really like playing catcher, but uh, I think there's one guy that we're going to have to love here, and I think it's Buster Posey uh, against James Shields. Uh, uh, you know, it's a great spot for him, and uh, James Shields is, uh, you know, obviously still a gas can. We see the Giants with an implied run total of five. Uh, that's something you uh, don't see, uh, you don't see very often, and they get a huge park shift uh, from, you know, the Giants, uh, Giants Park to the, uh, you know, White Sox Park, and it's just uh, going to be a nice upgrade for them. And I think you got to love Buster Posey if you have the money. I want to spend on him. Normally, I like to spend down on catcher, and I'm, I'm probably gonna have to try to because obviously I have Chris Sale. But uh, if I can get in uh, Buster Posey, uh, I'm I'm gonna want to get him in there. So uh, he's my top play catcher. And then I think uh, if if I see a cheap catcher that maybe catches my eye, take a shot on them. But that's kind of how I'm playing it right now. Yeah, it's not gonna be Buster Posey because um, we know it's to our friend here. Hold up, pulling up the stats currently. Ooh, if you had to guess, if you had to guess, do you guys know a Woba, what uh, a Woba is? Wobas? Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> you'd be surprised. In the month of August, so multiple <laughs> starts for one James Shields. If you had to guess what his Woba allowed to righties was in the month of August, which, hold on, let me count real quick. It's going to be, um, so it's going to be Twins, uh, Cleveland, uh, Twins, Cleveland, Rangers, and Royals, and Boston Red Sox. What would you guess his Woba to righties allowed was in the month of August against those teams? Mm. Uh, Travis, you take a stab at this. Josh, you go first. No, no, no you go ahead. You go oh, ahead. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I'm going with 360. That's the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, I'll go with 360. That'd be a great guess. That'd be a great guess. Is that what the answer is? After, after, hold up, we hold up. We got it. We have another guest coming, ladies and gentlemen. We have another. We have another guest coming. Uh, I would. I would say three twenty. That's my guess. You didn't win money. Haha, <laughs> you suck. Well, guess what? It's two sixty because James Shields has dramatically changed up his approach, right? Especially to right-handed batters. Um, he's been aggressively targeting first pitch strikes because his off-speed stuff is actually still pretty good. He can throw like some nasty off-speed. Man, I don't have it quite up, but I think it's like a knuckle curve and some other stuff that he can throw. So he's just been aggressively trying to get ahead in the count. And after that, he can, he can, really um, just work around batters as they swing helplessly because he still has some good stuff um, as long as it's not a fastball down the middle, which is what he's trying to get away with early. And, you know, until batters figure that out, James Shields is actually going to do pretty good uh, for a little bit. 
Are you going to roster him tomorrow, PML? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> all right, just, just confirming. That's all. I don't know, man. I, no, 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 no. It's more of a, it's more of a like a, like like very uh, tense walk away situation. You're, you're trying to argue the, uh, you're trying to argue the trap. It could be possibly a trap. The Giants tomorrow, but I don't know, man. I, oh. I just think. Yeah, against right-handed batters, yeah, I think it's absolute one hundred percent a trap. Um, against left-handed batters, quite as much, especially a guy like Panic, who is just so locked in that man, dude couldn't dude couldn't miss the ball anywhere around the strike zone. If if it had a gun to his head, he'd still hit it. <laughs> so, who's your top catcher then, PML? Let's see. Um, ba, 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 Mark Leiter Jr. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. Don't mind me going through the slate. Maybe Kurzuki if we come in late. Maybe going on to the Ramos, but we not so. We're coming on you to the Mets. We're not. We Homer Balin. Uh, man, this is tough. I like a lot of these guys. Sorry. Um, man, if Gaddis were on the slate, I would take him, but he's probably not going to be on the slate, huh? Uh, Herman, if Herman catches, which he probably won't, I uh, <laughs> would like Herman. Uh, if if uh, Barnes catches, I would like Barnes, but he's probably not going to catch. Oh, you know what? Maldonado might catch tomorrow. I like Maldonado. Yeah, Maldonado's your guy. Or Zuninu, yeah, either of the Maldonado or Zuninu in the Angels Mariners game, yeah, either of them. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I'm I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Tyler Tyler Flowers here. I like him a lot in this matchup. I also like uh, Rumulto too. I like catchers on either side of this matchup. I think in SunTrust either um, against the lefty. I think they're both in play here. So um, so they're both gonna be guys that I'm interested in. Uh. I don't mind DR no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll back up Tyler Flowers too. I was just a little worried because he just came off the DL that he might he might not catch. But I like either him or Suzuki. Right, he, yeah. Like whoever whoever the catcher. whoever the yeah. Braves catcher is. Um yeah. you know, I'm fine with. Uh yeah. Uh I also wouldn't mind some Chris Herman if he's in the lineup against uh Chassin here, so I think uh, I think that's a good spot to go to too. And uh, if you want to play some Grandal, Grandal's batting cleanup. I think that he's in a good spot too against Bettis even at home in uh, Dodger Stadium. So uh, that's where I'm at catcher. Let's let's hop on over to first base. Uh, Travis, kick us off. Who are you looking at at first base? Oh uh, yeah, so first base. Uh, I think uh, you know, if, of course, I think Matt Carpenter is like a really interesting play. I know I said I like cool, but uh, I'm definitely uh, you know I'd be a fan of Carpenter here in this spot. Uh, Definitely think he's a good play. Uh, I get people don't want to play Freddie Freeman against uh, lefties, but that will make him an interesting tournament option that people might not roster, and I think that's someone you definitely have to consider. Uh, and then if at the top, obviously, if you have the money for Joey Votto, I would love him, but uh, you know, problem is I don't know if I'll have that money for him. Uh, one play I definitely really like, though, is uh, Albert Pujols. Uh, against Albers, I know a PML talked a little bit about how Albers is uh, you know, a guy that we – you know, it's a guy that we definitely, uh, you know, want to be targeting. And, you know, Albert Holzman smashed the ball recently. Uh, exit velocity of 93 and then batted ball distance. I think Pools is a great play here against Albers. All right, PML, who are you looking at at first base here? 
Anyone know the secret? Guys, guys. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Check it in. Check it in. Two, one, two, one, two. Do you guys want to know what the secret is? I, I literally hear someone leaning in. I don't know who it is, but somebody's leaning in. <laughs> uh, Albert Pujols has been secretly smashing the ball, but specifically, specifically against a low velocity pitchers. Did you know that? I didn't. Is Albers a low-velocity pitcher? He is, but he's also a lefty, which complicates things because Pujols has been up and down against lefties. Uh, against righties, low-velocity righties, been smashing the ball. Um, but against, guess what? Guess what, guys? Guess what? I switched off. I switched off the intercom voice just to let you know that not only is he a low-velocity pitcher, but he's kind of a sinker baller. And against lefty sinker ballers, unbeknownst to the public, Albert Pujols has been averaging basically a home run per contact. Every time he makes contact with a low-velocity sinker baller, he has averaged a, get this, 400 WOBA and a 300 ISO. That's basically a triple per hit. And Aberpolos doesn't triple, so it's basically a home run every other hit. Right, right. Well, that's a good spot for him. Would you say he's your favorite play on the slate then when it comes to first base? Um, Not my favorite play. Not my favorite play. So who do you like better at first base? Close. Man, it's definitely a toss-up between. Between. Let me get up close. Let me get up close and talk to you guys. Um, You guys already talked about Freddie Freeman. Adam Conley is a reverse splits pitcher. If you have not seen Adam Conley pitch, like seriously, go watch it um, because he throws three pitches, a fastball, a slider, and a changeup, and he throws them almost identically. It's crazy to watch. He throws like a 91-mile-an-hour fastball, an 89-mile-an-hour slider, and an 88-mile-an-hour changeup. It's actually really weird to watch, but um, Freddie Freeman does not get tricked by that kind of stuff. He's going to put that out of the park. So Freddie Freeman's up there. Um, especially, but after that, especially in SunTrust, which uh, favors lefties, you know, left-handed hitting. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, even with the broke wrist that Freddie, Freddie Freeman's like, guys, my wrist is so broke. And then he hits a home run. Guys, my wrist, it hurts so much. And then he hits another home run. He's like, guys, <laughs> my wrist. Guys, the wrist. And then he hits another home run. It's like, come on, bro. Nobody believes you anymore. <laughs> Stop hitting home runs. Nobody, like, nobody believe you. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Guriel, Yuli Guriel of uh, the Houston Astros. Daniel Gossett, very much a reverse splits pitcher. So I like him a lot. And then it's kind of a toss up between Pujols, Crone, and Danny Valencia. Are all good options right here. Danny, um, Danny Heaney. Andrew Heaney is still searching for his command and he'll get it eventually, but um, he might not get there right away. So Danny Valencia really puts out left-handed pitching um, in any park. So Heaney, a guy that's been giving up home runs, multiple two, three, four home runs per game recently while he recovers from Tommy John surgery, likely to give up another one. So Danny Valencia, definitely at the top of the list. CJ Crone also immaculate against lefties, and then Pujols, 
an alternative for the stack, but I think I do prefer CJ Krohn if you're going to stack the Angels. Yeah, yeah, uh, I really like Joey Votto here, especially in City Field, which favors lefties. Uh, going against Chris uh, Rafael Montero. Uh, Montero's struggles have mainly come against left-handed hitting, so this is a spot where I think Votto could take advantage. The only concern here would be Montero's control issues and Votto's patience at the plate. He could literally go up there and like walk three times. So I mean, like as long as he gets pitches to hit, yeah, this is a good spot for him to do well and and hit one out of the park. Um, I also do like Valencia, who you mentioned. We know that he has hit lefties well throughout his career. Does get a park downgrade playing in Safeco, but uh, going against Heaney, who gives up a ton of hard contact, and uh, still, like you said, still trying to figure things out. Still, ha- still has some home run tru- uh, struggles. So I think that Valencia, with his uh, with some pop still in his bat, and hits lefties well. I think he's a great play. Um, but yeah, maybe Goldschmidt at home too. I have a little bit of interest there. Uh, don't mind the Freeman play, like you said, uh, the lefty-lefty matchup. It's not um, as scary because Conley does have those weird reverse splits. So uh, I'm just going to, I don't know. And Zimmerman, too, has been red hot. But I, I usually like to play him against left-handed pitching. Definitely has some massive uh, massive upside against left-handed pitching. But for me, I'll go with Vado as my number one guy here on the slate at first base. Travis, how about you? Uh, give me Pujols, baby. Pujols is hitting a, hitting a dinger. Uh, PML, I liked him before, and PML sold me from the uh, from the uh, all the all the advanced all the advanced talk. And then he uh, afterwards he said that CJ Crone was better, which made no sense to me. But uh, PML, uh, you, you got me sold on Pujols even more. All right, very good. Now let's move on to the second base position. Uh, PML, where are you looking at second base on the sleep? I should point out uh, you you pointed out Votto. I will point out that Rafael Montero has actually been one of the best pitchers in the entire baseball league against left-handed hitters. Uh, his changeup is basically unhittable. Absolutely unhittable. Uh, that's that's basically his best pitch. Changeup. Uh, wait, be- wait. Better. Time out. You're Rafael tell- Montero. He, he, he has been like incredible like he learned how to like i heard him like in an interview like he learned how to throw his change up like when pml said that that like all sparked that interview that i watched josh so, like yeah he like did like learn how to throw keep going pml because you are right about that right so so rafael montero this season by isolated power right time but but, but I, significantly better than than chris sale okay chris sale is worse than lefties than Rafael Montero. Okay, yeah, the ISO is His biggest it, issue. The, the ISO is solid, but he still has a 409 Sierra against lefties. Uh, but he's got a 295 X Woba against lefties. Really solid. Uh, his biggest issue is that he just leaves stuff over the plate against righties because he's struggling to throw his fastball inside, right? Against lefties, he can just, you know, he can just, uh, uh, he can bolt it because he can just throw he can just throw outside all he wants because he has that change up that he can run in and and you know get him to swing but against righties he kind of struggles because it's like ooh I might have to throw something that they can hit and he gets hit yeah he gets hit a lot his isolated power right to lefties on the season is 89 not 189 not 289 literally 89 <laughs> to lefties 89 Right, to righties though, 161, 3, 374 Woba. He he hangs he's the, the biggest problem for him is he hangs his slider a lot to, to righties. So I kind of off and on target target him um with righties. I did win I think a thousand dollars on an arcade slate, played Rafael Montero. I think me and like one other guy was the only one. Um that's his biggest that's his biggest hang up is hanging pitches, right? But the changeup, that's not one. 
0.074. 74 isolated power allowed to lefties. A 228 X-Woba allowed to lefties on a 17% swinging strike on the changeup and an 18% swinging strike on the slider. Pretty good. Uh, Vado, though, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll hit anybody. Yeah, Vado. I mean, yeah, I still like Vado. All right, so uh, let's cover second base now, PML. Where are you looking at second base? You gotta just bring second base on me. Um, that's a toughie, huh? Somebody, uh, somebody, just you know, just uh, just let me look for. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll jump in because I got one guy in play, and I can just tell you right now, uh, PML. I'm man, I'm panicking at the disco, man. This is the uh, this is the guy to play here against James Shields. Uh, I just like his price. I like him all over the industry. You mentioned before how locked in he's been, and yes, he's a guy that has been locked in. Uh, he's been hitting the ball pretty well, and uh, I'm just going to go heavy on uh, Joe Panic here. It just makes so much sense, and uh, yeah, uh, I love him this spot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Panic is certainly a top play at second base. Uh, probably my favorite to- uh, favorite play here at second base as well. Uh, PML, who's your favorite second baseman now that you had a few seconds to play the Jeopardy theme and figure it out? Yeah, I mean, I mean, locked in doesn't even describe Joe Panic lately, like... You know, I'm watching, like, the most competitive pitchers that you've ever seen come at him, and he's just, like, like whatever. Like, he's not hitting all of them necessarily, but he's at least fouling them off, which is incredible for some of these. But, like, it's like, oh, nice changeup out, out, like, literally at my left ear. Yeah, fouled, fouled off. Um, obviously, uh, even with the quote-unquote reverse splits, Adam Conley, Ozzy Albus, right, of the Atlanta Braves has been – absolutely incredible against lefties which is a theme that carried on through um in the minor leagues for him so i think it's legitimate um i don't think carmargo is uh second base eligible anymore um anywhere but if he was i'd play him i think um other than that um Chris Flexen no longer catch, uh, no longer pitching for the Mets. Who's pitching for the Mets now? Montero, the guy uh, who just the guy who just went on the whole rant about how good he is against lefties. Oh, so I guess Scooter's out of play then. Um, don't even know, man. Who who even knows who's playing second base for the Mets tomorrow? But uh, I'd consider him probably. Man, other than that, gets real dangerous. Altuve on the road against righties. Guys, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know? Well, before you do that, I can just tell you right now that Altuve is not on the slate. We're only talking about the main slate here. Um, there are. Oh, that's right. That they because of the 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 one incident they had, they had to cut cut him out, right? Um, Des, Delscaso, Des, Descalso, um, Jules Chasin on the road against lefties is one of the worst pitchers on the road against lefties in the league, despite being one of the best pitchers in the entire league at home, is. Absolutely horrendous on the road against lefties. Lock it up. Uh, Descalso, he's been absolutely phenomenal this season. And yeah, that'll probably do it. All right, cool. Let's move on to the hot corner. Cool. Now. Chris, 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 sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is still second base eligible. Uh, Chad Bennis, um, reverse splits on his fastball. Chris Taylor will hit him up easily. Uh, if uh, he's still second base eligible, which he's not on a couple of sites now. All right. Let's move on to the hot corner now, third base. Travis, kick us off at third. Where are you looking, bud? 
Yeah, like looks like a spot I'm going to pay up for, I think. Uh, it, definitely a big fan of Freddie Freeman against Adam Conley, where he's third base eligible. I definitely want to get exposure to him. Uh, Jake Lamb, uh, PML just talked about how bad Chasin is on the road against lefties. And uh, hey, uh, Jake Lamb, uh, welcome to the squad, right? He just seems like a perfect play here. Uh, definitely going to be loading up on him tomorrow. Uh, also like the idea of going Pablo Sandoval. Uh, I don't like him, but if you need a cheap third baseman, I don't hate it against James Shields. Uh, getting those lefties against James Shields makes sense. I think getting any of these pirates against James Shields in that awful bullpen makes sense. So if you need a cheap one and you know, we might need a cheap third baseman because we have Chris sale on this late. Uh, I don't hate going to him. And uh, yeah, I think there was one more guy, but I'm blanking on who it was now, but uh, yeah, uh, Josh, let me know who your favorite third baseman are while I look for this last one. I don't know, if I, if I find him, I'll let you know, but I could just be making something up. Uh, well for third base, if uh you know, it's not as deep and as loaded as we usually like. I do like Jake Lamb a ton, as you mentioned. Uh, Jake Lamb is probably my top third baseman on the slate. But if there was other places I would want to go, um, I don't hate, like, Nolan Arenado for a tournament play. Uh, we know he hits lefties really well. So I think that uh, you could get him at a super low ownership just because that price tag and having to pay up for sale. You're not going to see a lot of Arenado out there. And uh, I think that uh, that could pay off well if, if he has a huge game and you're the only guy who has him. It would be a good day for you. Um but, yeah, for me, I'm just going to keep it pretty simple. I'm just going to have a bunch of Jake Lamb, and uh, that's the route I'm going to be going. Uh, how about you, PML? His name is Anthony Rendon. Um, yeah, Rendon at home against a righty who is a little bit of a reverse splits because his best pitch is a split finger fastball that – uh, messes up lefties a little bit better. Uh, Mark Leiter Jr. Leiter, Mark Leiter Jr. Uh, yeah, Rendon. I think uh, solid third base option. Um, other than him, right, uh, we get to Suarez, right, Eugenio Suarez, despite the fact that I think that, uh, you know, Montero is a pretty good pitcher, he still nonetheless does let some stuff slip against righties, hangs a couple of sliders. Uh, Suarez is the type of batter, despite the fact that he is immensely better against lefties, like by far a million times better against lefties, especially at home. He is the guy that can jump on a mistake pitch and take advantage of it. So I would put him up there. Um, other than that, you guys are already talking about Jake Lamb. Um, Bregman is injured or something. Um don't know exactly what injury he's dealing with. He's also not on the slate. BML, Houston's not on the slate. Gosh, man, I, I'm loving that lineup. And you already talked about Arenado. I think uh, challenging Alex Wood is a good idea. Um, Chad Bettis, reverse splits. Justin Turner gets righty hits. So I had that just hit a home run today off of another right-handed pitcher in German Marquez, who also gives up. A little bit of a reverse splits action on the forcing fastball. Same as Chad Bettis. Might be a good bet if he doesn't sit. A good bet, Bettis. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Travis, did, did, <laughs> Travis, did you uh, figure out where you want to go? Uh, no, I don't know. I think I was just making something up. But, uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think those are... I think those are all uh, all good plays, but I think Jake Lamb's like the number one play for sure at third base. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, Jake Lamb for sure. All right, let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, we're talking about Pack at the Disco. I don't mind some Brandon Crawford here against James Shield on the slate. 
Uh, this White Sox stadium is built for hitters. These left-handed hitters should do well. And uh, a nice, nice correlation play here between Crawford and Joe Panic. Uh, both reasonably priced around the industry, too. So definitely like both of them. Uh, Kettle Marte is a guy that, uh, you know, has been getting that second hole for, for the D-backs hitting in this lineup. If he's, he's batting the top of the lineup for his price tags across the industry, certainly we'll have interest in him um, on the slate uh, as well. Uh, I also would give a look to uh, Trevor Story if you're going to play Arenado. If you're going to challenge Alex Wood here, you might as well do it with the righties that can hit lefties really well. The guys that they're lefty masters, that's what they do. So Arenado and Story are the guys in the Rockies that do that. But for me, uh, Kettle Marte is my favorite uh, value play. And uh, I also like Brandon Crawford a lot too. So that's where I'm at at a shortstop. How about you, Travis? Yeah, Josh, uh, you're busy looking at my lineup, man, because I got Brandon Crawford in there. I mean, it just makes a ton of sense here against James Shields. It's a perfect spot, and I'm going to load up on him. I just uh, he's, he's clearly the best shortstop for me. I mean, obviously, if you want to pay up, like you can always pay up for Trey Turner. It makes a ton of sense uh, to, to pay up for a guy like that. But for me, just from a value perspective and a point per dollar, I just think that uh, Brandon Crawford just makes too much sense, and I'm just not going to fade him. It's actually a pretty loaded uh, shortstop slate. Um, Edwin Jackson, despite the fact that he's exhibited uh, pretty, uh, actually, I'll take it back, not not pretty aggressive reverse splits, but a little bit of reverse splits because he's hanging his slider a little bit too much with an occasion chip. Freddie Galvis, you know, is a guy that is underpriced on lots of sites. They've started to increase his value on, on most sites, so he might not be at that lower tier end anymore but if he is definitely in play trey turner mark uh leader jr i've already talked about with the split finger fastball trey turner can pretty much hit any fastball from a right-handed pitcher and he can steal on anybody almost uh, especially uh cameron rupp might be catching they've been preferring getting alfaro uh, uh, alfaro as much reps as they can um but he's he's caught a couple of days in a row so cameron rupp if he's in there uh fire trey up free steals um dansby swanson right is a guy that already we knew could hit left-handed pitching um but was struggling a little bit against off speed and some of the slider stuff these outside zone pitches and he got sent down to triple a and he kind of ratcheted up the uh discipline and his slash line as as lots of people like to call it is in that 300 400 500 range since he came back up so kind of an interesting situation. And the guys that we talked about earlier that I was uh, concerned about, um, kind of like an Ozzy Albus or a Camargo. Camargo, if you actually search, might actually be the best hitter in baseball on a limited sample against left-handed pitching. Uh, not even kidding. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick just for the benefit of the listeners. But on a short sample, super short sample, because the um, – has not faced a lot of left-handed pitchers, but on a small sample, this kid has a 441 Woba with a 262 ISO against left-handed pitching. It's crazy. He runs so fast. Um, and he only hits liners. That's his thing, is he doesn't elevate too much and he doesn't try to ground balls. He just wants to hit liners over the infield and just run them out. So good play, Johan Camargo at shortstop. Other than that, back you guys totally on Brandon Crawford. He's totally locked in. He's moved over uh, 
man, that really unfortunate uh, death in the family that was uh, really dragging him down early in the season that he mentioned. And uh, he was underperforming really heavily. And he just said that he just, he just couldn't focus. Right. He was just, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And he, right. Like immediately after he's like, okay, guys, I got it together. I'm finally over it. And then he hit like 15 doubles and like six home runs, like, like three weeks after, right. Just immediately. So good for him. Uh, way to get it back together. Jose Reyes, right. Homer Bailey. Can occasionally struggle. Always a good play. A lot of, man, so many shortstops, right, on the slate. Yeah, back you guys on Kettle Marte. Probably one of the top plays on the slate. Proved that he could hit left-handed pitching and spent a lot of time to improve and is now hitting right-handed pitching. Uh, Carlos Correa, if he plays, not, not on the slate. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> not on the slate. Not on the slate. Sorry. Sorry. Andrelton Simmons. Proved that he can hit left-handed pitching. Goodness Freaking gracious. Gene Segura, a guy that, for whatever reason, never faces a lefty, but is very good against lefties. When is the last time that Gene Segura has faced a lefty? Never. It feels like. He's so good. He's so good against lefties. Never faces a lefty. Probably the top uh, shortstop on the slate for FanDuel because he's so underpriced on FanDuel. So underpriced on FanDuel. And then Trevor Story. Guys, you want to know a secret? Super secret. People say automatically, oh, Trevor Story against a lefty. Trevor's, Trevor's story against lefty. Guess what? It's not It's not the fact that he mashes lefties, right? It's a coincidence. You know what he mashes? Lefties? Low velocity. It's a total coincidence. If you looked at his stats, he, he crushes low velocity right-handed fastballs and left-handed fastballs. Lefties in general throw slower. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally interesting. He just he crushes like the 90, 91, 92 mile an hour fastballs. He just struggles uh, against anything higher heat, specifically after coming off the injury, right? Because I feel like he crushed everything his, his rookie season until he messed up his knee. Yeah, yeah. All right, so looks like we covered shortstop uh, pretty in-depth there. So let's move on to the last position now, onto the outfield. Um, Travis, kick us off here in the outfield. Where are you looking? Yeah, uh, outfield is uh, it's not as loaded as I as I was hoping uh, today on this slate. That's kind of uh, one thing that's a little disappointing. But uh, I mean, there's obviously spots that we can go to, though, right? Uh, definitely like Denard Span. Uh, I think like these Giants are one that I'm just gonna mention again. I'm a big fan of them. I think you can go Denard Span. He's gonna be a great play batting first. You can go like even 100 Pence. I don't hate him just because like, you know getting that White Sox bullpen is always great for us. Uh, the what's it called? Um, uh, what's it called? The um, I think uh, PML made good points with uh, some of the righties against Montero. One righty I would want to play is uh, I'd want to play Adam Duvall against Montero. Uh, you know, yes. if he's hanging things across the plate, uh, Adam Duvall is a guy who smashes righties. Uh, he's I- I'm definitely interested in him. I think he's a great option in uh, tournaments that I would be uh, looking to uh, load up on. I heard you agree on uh, on uh, Duvall PML. Who are some of the outfielders you like? Yeah. Um... I will I will put in a little bit of a little bit of a and I don't I don't know why it is but for whatever reason this season uh, Duval has not hit high velocity anything which is weird because he crushed last season destroyed uh, high velocity fastballs absolutely destroyed it no matter what the park was this season he hasn't so 
man, I, I mean, I can't even speculate why that is. Uh, I don't think his, you know, I don't think his eyes gave out. So could just be random circumstance or, or whatever. So, you know, just, just consider that. I think, you know, I think he could be a good play, but I definitely backed off him uh, very recently against high velocity righties when I thought originally he'd be a good play. Um, just moving through the outfield real quick though. Edwin Jackson um, is a guy that we know that uh, can hang a ton of pitches. We know that uh, Hoskins is a guy that very surprisingly, despite the fact that his minor league scouting report said that he was struggling with discipline against breaking balls. Turns out, you know what, guys? He, I think he was just bored because the second he came up to the major league, <laughs> he stopped swinging at those outside of the zone breaking balls. Against Scherzer today, Scherzer had like a 13-pitch at-bat against him. He didn't swing at all against the outside of the plate breaking balls. I think he was just in the minor leagues just trying to crush everything. So he was <laughs> swinging. Um, but in this matchup against Edwin Jackson, a guy that struggles sometimes against righties because he can't deliver that slider you know, perfectly every single time. Hoskins is a guy that will take a couple pitches and make Edwin Jackson throw in the zone. Um, so I do like him. Nick Williams, where he's cheap, do like him as well. Um, Michael Taylor is a little bit interesting uh, for, for the Nats. If he's super, super cheap, has to be super cheap, though. Immensely cheap. Um, Max Freed, a guy that we have not talked about, but has been uh, decently solid. But you know what? Stanton doesn't care. Doesn't care. Uh, he's got home runs to hit, and uh, he's all out of bubble gum or whatever that phrase is. He's here for is that not on the slate? He's here. Wait, who are you talking about? Yeah, John Carlos Stanton. By the way, have you guys seen uh, Gallo? When uh, oh, Stan, Gallo no, Stan's G- on the slate. Stan's on Joey, the slate. Joey. Okay, he's on the slate. You guys see when uh, Joey Gallo hits a home run? No, what about it? People always joke. He's here for hitting home runs and chewing bubble gum, and he's all out of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's a joke is because he's always chewing bubble gum, and whenever he hits a home run, he always blows a bubble when he's rounding first. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Every time, dude. Every time. I don't think he even knows he's doing it, but every time he rounds first on a home run, that bubble, he blows a bubble. Um, right. So other outfielders that I'm looking at, um, man, Homer Bailey is such a, such a pain in the ass, right? Um. I, I forgot to mention David Peralta. I think he's like one of the one of the he, he got, like the best outfield plays you should definitely look at. I think he got pulled with injury today. Uh, a typical David Peralta injury. Yeah, uh, he, he always pit. gets was a hamstring. He got pinch touched. hit today. He got pinch hit for with a lefty. So. Oh no! He was no, <laughs> that one. Was that when Raymond Fuentes went yard? Yep. Yep. Ray Fuentes came in for a pinch hit. I was like, Ray Fuentes is pinch hitting for David Peralta. That doesn't make it. And then he had a home run. I was like, I guess it makes plenty of sense. Yeah, um, interesting. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have to look into yeah. that. But if he's on the slate, you definitely got to be looking to play him. So, so PML, yeah. so, so um, just, to, just like in a vacuum here to narrow it down, looking at all these outfielders on the slate, who do you, th- who do you think, like, if you had to narrow it down, just give me like a handful of just the top guys that, you sure. know, yeah. If um if uh what's his face is catching tomorrow for the White Sox, mm, can't remember his name. It's a funny name. It's not it's not Narvez. It's the other guy. Kevon um, Smith. <laughs> Kevon. Kevin. No, it's it's Kevon. It's Kevon Smith. Yeah, I totally agree with the Denard Span play for sure. Um, 
David Peralta, I guess, is not going to play. Um, that's that's a toughie, huh? Jeez, uh, who's a who's a hard hitting righty in the outfield? Springer, yeah, do like Springer. Springer down the slate. <laughs> You're killing me, bro. Come on. How about Nelson Cruz? Um, Nelson. Nelson, yeah, Nelson yeah. Cruz versus lefty that gives up home runs. Yeah, okay, that works. That's an easy one. How about Justin Upton against Justin Upton against a lefty two seam thrower? Yeah, yeah. Justin Upton, I think, is probably at his price is probably the actual best uh, outfielder play on the whole slate because he's so cheap on Fanduel at least. Uh, he's so priced down and against a lefty, a low velocity lefty that throws specifically sinker two seam fastballs like. Top, top, top play. And then uh, Yasiel Puig, who a lot of people will not be on, I think is also, between the two, Justin Upton and Puig, I think are my top two. Um, top two overall outfielders. Uh, awesome. Obviously, uh, point per dollar. Point per dollar. Yep, yep. All right, so that's it. We covered all the positions now. Um, we're just going to leave you off with the stack of the day here. Uh, PMLS is just where we give a little uh, – we just say who we – Think our favorite stack of the day is in tournaments. Lock and lock and load stack of the day. The, the old lock and load on the uh, NBA show we used to do. Uh, so for the stack of the day, uh, Travis, go ahead, kick us off. Where are you stacking your bets? Yeah, I was gonna say the Astros, but I'll leave that one to PML. Um, but no, uh, I think the San Francisco Giants are my uh, lock and load stack of the day. Uh, just James Shields is bad, man, and I'm going to load up against him, uh, get those lefties in there. I don't even mind getting the righties in there because, uh, you know, you'll see bullpen time, and, you know, I get what you said in PML with James Shields, but I'm not buying it, man. Uh, the, the gig is up, James Shields. Uh, we're not going to have many more times against him, I feel I, like. I, so. said, I, I said that he's he could challenge and, and, and bring a lot of uh, vigor to righties, but we're talking about a lineup that's going to be like eight lefties. Yep. There is, I, yeah, it is. I was, I was saying specifically with Posey, like limit your expectations for Posey, but yeah, Denard Span, Panic, Crawford, all, all those guys. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally in for all those guys. All right. Uh, so for me, yeah, my for sure. my stack of the day is gonna be chalky. I'm fine with that. I'm just gonna stack up the D-backs. Just, uh, just really like this, uh, this spot for them against Justine. Justine really struggles on the road, especially against lefties. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of power hitting bats in this lineup, and there's guys I definitely want to get in there. So, uh, the D backs will be my stack of the day on the slate. I think they do really well. I think they, um, I think they're in a good spot to be the high scoring team on the slate as well. Um, just overall as a team, uh, PML. Who's your stack of the day here? My stack of the day will have to be the Washington. Nationals. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I think that's a good spot. They were up there on my list, too. I was looking at the Nats as being the stack of the day. So, yeah. All right. So, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it very much. We're close to football, so looking forward to that. Hope you guys are looking forward to that, too. But, hope you know, more importantly, hope you guys enjoy this slate of baseball that we have. Give us all a follow on Twitter. You can interact with us over there if you have any questions or comments as the lives come out. Here to help you guys. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. You can follow uh, PML. This is how we do it. <laughs> PML, uh, do your Twitter handle one more time for the listeners, please. Um, P R B L 
my last login. There you go. Give him a follow. He's always said a very fun follow. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Travis and I will not be back on tomorrow. We're not doing, like I said, we're not doing both days until uh, the NBA season comes back. So uh, you can see us on Twitter until next Saturday. But we, we'll be back next weekend for you guys here on the weekend grind for Roto Grinders. And uh, yeah, that's it. We did the slate. Go have fun. I'm Jobster Giant for my co-host Travis Mango and our guest PML. See you soon, Grinders. Peace out. You'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.